I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Dear Joe King podcast with SJ and Eva B. We are a three-way Zoom podcast from London, Dublin and Madrid. And thanks for listening. Are they new glasses? Yes. Beautiful. Gotcha. Glasses for the telly. Oh, I love them. They're gorgeous. They weren't expensive at all. Um, unfortunately, they're not very, very focused. Is that what they're called? Very or very focused. Yeah. I don't know what word it is. <laughs> very focused. <laughs> they don't work, but they look good. <laughs> now, so you're wrecked, Eva. Poor I am. Eva's I am. I'm, I'm, I didn't have a great night, so... One of those yeah. nights of the nights of the small children. The nights, nights. of the small children nights. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm not that articulate, just you know. Well, I'm we never articulate, so we'll be well matched there. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? You, you've had a. How was it exciting and? Oh, Jesus! Yeah. The joy, the joy of going back to work. Honestly, it was such. A, it's such a lovely job. I mean, it's a short job. I only have like a five day shoot or something, but. Oh, just to be in a massive venue like we're shooting in the three arena. The set is enormous. The crew is enormous. And therefore, there's a bit of money. Do you know when there's a bit of money? Yeah. Like there's budgets and there's budgets and small budgets will break your heart. You'll still, it could be the best work you've ever done in your life. And there's no money anywhere to be seen. And this, it's not, it's not off the charts budget, but it's a nice one. Like there was a hamper in my dressing room, like a really nice hamper. Yeah. Do you know now? When the did perks. it last? When did perks. it last? Get a hamper in my dressing room. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. It's been years, years. You know, yeah. there was a, a blanket in it and a candle. Oh, oh very like a, nice. Like a, a wool and cashmere blanket. Oh Jesus! A well, just some, like. A bottle of wine and some Smarties. No, no, no. There's a body wash, a nice Voya box set, a Green Angel box set, the candle, the blanket. Now I was particularly happy with it because I, I had a chair that needed covering. So that's done. <laughs> I've post, reupholstered your house as well. Amazing. I wouldn't say anybody loved the hamper as much as me. It was such an L one. Like it was just like, oh, delightful. How and then there was flowers. Flowers arrived, you know. From yeah. the company, you know, it's just lovely. Now, I suspect it was all for Boy George, but I also had to get one because I'm one of the judges. <laughs> Listen, r- ride on Boy George's coattails. If you I'll get a blanket out of it, completely. <laughs> I certainly will. Good. How's the judging side of things? Well, as I said to someone, I've been judging all my life. So. <laughs> Uh, this is not hard. <laughs> it's coming you're very naturally to you're you. You're finally getting paid for it. Yeah. Well, okay, listen, we're actors, right? How much have we been judged in our lives? Oh, I mean, think about it, right? So much. Yeah. 30 years, essentially, of yeah, putting, putting yourself yeah. out there yeah. for a part, for a job, for whatever, self-taping, taping, auditioning, in the room, not in the room, whatever. And then you get the job and then you're being judged on how you did the job. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. The judging never stops. It never stops. So, to be on the other side of it is 
Delightful. Yeah, delightful. And uh, and I'm, I'm very mindful of trying to be a constructive critic. I'm doing my best to be fair and kind and all those other words that you can think of. So yeah. the new glasses was, was for the telly then? So the new glasses, I thought if I'm writing and looking up, I can't be and my spec savers falling apart <laughs> off to the side with the one bar on them. So I ran into Ace and Tate in town to get a pair. So this That's is what fun. I came up with. You they're like really, yeah, they're sexy. gorgeous. And I, I only, I refuse to pay, you know, above a certain amount for glasses. I think, I think a hundred is my limit. And I'm like, because you know, you lose them. Yeah, you lose them. Lose they get them. scratched. You break yeah, yeah, them, yeah. they get scratched. It's just not worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't do it. Some people are forking out over 200, 300 quid for glasses. Well, for sunglasses. I just can't spend that money. I don't understand money on sunglasses as in like 200, 300 or handbags. No, I'd, I've never got into that whole handbag thing. Well, also because first yeah. and foremost, they're they're not affordable to me. <laughs> they're, like people spending hundreds of pounds on a handbag. But if like, they, that's the, fucking ridiculous. But Eva, if they were affordable to you, would you go there? Because I don't think I would. Uh, no, I guess maybe I'm just not a handbag person. No, I, I have, really, I have a, like a big massive tote that I use most days to chuck everything into and one small little brown leather handbag. Yeah. It's a really nice leather, not expensive. Yeah. No, so I'm not a I'm not a blingy bag person, yeah. statement but, bag person. But also you you know, right, that if you like if you go on your holidays to Spain or Italy, whatever, you're gonna pick up these little cute little leather satchels, crossover body things. I do mm. like a nice mm. bag, yeah. but I know I don't have to pay a lot for a really nice bag. So yeah. you are paying for Chanel Mulberry. Yeah. But my sister, you know, she was the mayor who was for British Airways for years and years and years. As was and mine. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, she just finished last year um, in the midst of the pandemic, but that's another story. But she, her, one of the big perks of her job, which she, and she is one of, you know, she's so generous and she loves handbags, but not the designer ones. So she would go to Hong Kong and she would go to the place where they would do all of the, the, the fakes. The fakes. All the and so, oh, yeah. so, so she would basically come back with, you know, with mulberry handbags and you put in your order, right? So I would go to the mulberry website and, and look at the one that I liked and say, oh, I really like that one. Oh, she went to Hong Kong, got the exact one. And then when I was starting my new job in LA, I walked in with this bag and it was the first thing that was noted. Ah, so it worked for you. It fucking worked. And nobody <laughs> said anything until we were friends, you know, and then suddenly yeah. it was like, it was the first thing I noticed about you when you walked in was your bag. <laughs> like it's a rip off. It's not- but that's really interesting because I wonder, did it go some way to getting you the job? No, not at all. No, I had the job already. This was, this was okay. like after getting the job, this is with other people that I was working with. Um, and so Anne-Marie used to get us all of these. <laughs> but here's the thing about those fakes, right? So there are fakes and there are fakes. There are those ones where they you put your order in. They're proper. They're leather, right? Oh, yeah. they're, they're the same. They're oh, the same. Sure. Yeah. So there might be like a little difference in the stitching somewhere, but it's very hard to detect the difference. So the story I heard when we were filming in Vietnam was that there are some very, as you know, you the high end posh shops are all on the one street and of course in Vietnam they're absolutely brilliant at the knockoffs in these countries I mean they're they you know they're brilliant tailors they're brilliant at all that stuff and um so so they make these copies that you cannot tell the difference and apparently a lot of the high-end shops the um the staff 
they take the real deal, in, in go the fakes, and apparently many, many people have spent thousands on Chanel bags, Hemnay's bags, not knowing they have really the, the fake. Yeah. And oh then they've God. sold the real deal oh. you know, somewhere online oh or whatever for, for five times the price. Oh, my oh goodness. Yes. Yes. Well, I've just well. Googled the most expensive bag ever sold. It got sold at an auction. It was a crocodile Hermes Himalaya encrusted with 10.23 carats of diamonds. And it went for £293,000. Just stupid. <laughs> Just stupid. Who bought and it's that? rank. <laughs> Who bought that? I don't know. And, and you can't leave that. your house with it because you're going to be mugged <laughs> yeah, within five exactly. minutes. <laughs> I was, it's an interesting psychology as well, isn't it? Because for us as well, we've always had times in our lives when we do have money yeah. and when we don't have money because our by the very nature of our work, we're either mm-hmm. working and being well paid or not working and really struggling. Mm-hmm. So I know how I've spent money. I look at the odd item and the odd painting I bought over the years when I was in the money and I'm going, mm-hmm. Jesus, Mary Joseph. Oh, I know. What was I on when I bought yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> what was I on when I paid that for those shoes? So it's easily adapted, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's you're, true. When you're when you're flahoolic, you're like, oh, sure, listen, that's nothing. Yeah. Every bit of art that's in my house and I have bought some nice art. Ah, but that's art. And I think that's different. It is. That's not like, that's not like buying, spending on a, you know, handbag okay. or a pair of shoes, a bit of art in your wall. That's, okay. that's an investment. That's different. That's a shit art. <laughs> no, it, I think I think most of it has held its value. It might even be worth a bit more. Some of them, I think, are worth there you go. a little bit more. They were all bought pre-children. There was no art bought after children. Right? <laughs> and they were all bought while I was drunk. True. Because what happened was, I all every bit of art that's on the walls in our house, I bought jarred because I was at some festival, had a fancy lunch with wine and stumbled into a gallery and went, I love that, I love it. <laughs> I were the days. But you listen, the we, that's the funniest thing. So we've been here for four years and we haven't bought a thing. Just the basics, whatever mm-hmm. we need. So, you know, we, we, we kind of laugh at the fact that we have for four years, we have needed a can opener. Now you'd think it's a can opener, but most of the cans come with those easy opening. Yes. Right? But every now and then you'll buy a can that doesn't have the easy opening thing. And so what yeah. do you do? I go to Ellie's, his multi-tool. He's got a multi-tool that you bring for camping. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. I'm like, do you think we could put it on the list? <laughs> we never did. But now that- I know what your housewarming gift will be when you move <laughs> to Ireland. I'm going to buy you a can opener. <laughs> It's funny oh, every, every I thought you were going to say that lovely cashmere throw you got. <laughs> <laughs> no, darling, I have a chair that needed covered. But it, but but there was jealous. one day where we had we went and we had our cultural Friday. So we went to you know went to the museum, had a little bit of chocolate, and we were in a fine state. And we were walking home, and we went into this gorgeous um, furniture shop in the neighbourhood, and. Um, Two of us walked in and Ellie called me over. He's like, Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane, you got to come over here. And he's sitting on a chair. Now it's a like it's a basic kitchen chair, but it was kind of comfy. And I sat on the other one and we were both like moving, going, oh, yeah. Oh, this is lovely. And of course, Morgan's here goes, we'll take them, take the two of them. Talk about paying over the 
price of well, what we should considering you wouldn't buy the can opener it's quite <laughs> totally. a, quite the gesture this <laughs> is the point this is the point of like we need these chairs we need them and so off we they were delivered the next day delighted with ourselves now what's happening there. darling with the chairs I'll now that you're moving giving them to my friend my friend christina oh, yeah yeah that's nice Parting you're not bringing the chairs not at all what they couldn't go in a box, no? No, no, the chairs, you pass them on. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, she's oh, amazing, yeah. isn't she? That, like the way, yeah. That's an amazing... But also, can I just go back to, you haven't bought anything for four years. How have you got that discipline, love? I just don't know how. Because throws and cushions and candles, I mean, I never stopped buying them. It's out of control, actually. Because, because every year was always, we could be leaving this year. I know, this year. Like even just, with that, there's some things that you'll go, well, I'll leave them behind and you still keep... It's true, it's true. And I was about to, like, start buying throws. I kept thinking of you saying, you know, cushions, <laughs> candles and throws. Cushions, no, paint, candles, cushions and throws. And I was saying to Ellie, paint, candles, cushions and throws. And we have lovely candles that, that fills me with such joy. You know, like well, I'm going to come back to really, candles in a minute. Yeah, with the really them. nice candles. I don't care. That is my luxury: flowers and candles. When I come into the house, I may not have cushions in the th- the throws, but if I have beautiful candles in the bathrooms, in the hallway, flowers on the tables, that gives me mm. the kind of pick me up that I need. And and the cu- the cushions and the throws. I see the sofas to begin with. If the problem is in the sofas, you know, I needed to cover <laughs> the sofas because they're not ours. They were the landers. Yeah. So I really needed to do a complete overhaul on the entire. So it's too house. much. It's yeah. just too much. You know, you're buying some cushions, but it's like you're. It's like dressing. Modern dressed as a sofa. And that's the same. dressed as a sofa. It's just yeah. there's too much. You can't. I couldn't. Nothing was going to help. No, you would have had to buy four throws and eight cushions, and then you're that's over. And, you're, and then much. it's over the top and then what are you going to yeah. do with this you know yeah. Yeah. so we bought a couple of prints in the museums the, those things fill me up as well you know prints of paintings that I love to see in the Prado or the Reina Sofia so you have those and you can pack those and nice those flash. are in the boxes those good. are coming yeah good yeah. good great. great but yeah the candles though that's it when I when people ask me what do you want for your birthday give me money for a candle well I have to say candles give me joy yeah. uh, I, I candles go can I let you on, on a little secret I know, this. Ah, I know I this. think I know I this, know this I know this as well is this to do with Ross it is did I tell you already yeah of course oh, he, did. he told, he told we know all about it <laughs> did he yeah he's getting his own candle oh, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think I was going to say? I thought it was because he gets candles all the time from all his clients. Oh, no, no. No, no. I thought it was. No, that, that seems to have stopped, actually. We haven't had a freebie candle and I can't tell you how long. I don't oh, know. Because of COVID. I think he's probably. not. Tr- well, he used to no. do trades, I think, with, the, yeah. with people who you know, were work for certain candle oh, companies. Oh, right. That's what I was talking trades. about. No. Um, no, he is as part of his, you know, he's sort of constantly, not constantly, but he's gradually adding to his range he's got his supplements range and his healing patches and he's just brought out a cam patch which has a very particular aroma to it um and he's now gonna have a candle oh that's fabulous fantastic (laughs) you know who his best customers are going to be (laughs) we'll be if you like the smell it's not going to smell of him i mean it'll just be a smell that he's created (laughs) yeah but how fabulous oh deras Oh, oh, Ross. Ross. oh, Ross. Really call it oh Ross. There's the title of the show. <laughs> oh, oh, Debar has a ring to his Oh, Debar. Oh, Debar. 
<laughs> to explain yeah. to the listeners, his name was Ross Barr. Yeah. Yes. Uh, acu- yeah. Acupuncturist extraordinaire moving to Ireland in, yeah. in a year oh, or so. Yeah. You need some help. Yeah. 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 So Great. very, very quickly on candles, though, I have to say, Sarah Jane, now I am very, I'm very pro a good candle, but I have my price limit there as well, much like the bags. I'm like 30 quid is plenty to pay for a candle. So the Joe Malone's, they're 75. Yeah, I don't know. 100. That. Yeah. That's wild. I can't believe you will not buy a can opener and you will pay 75 for a Joe Malone candle. Yeah, because we have, a, is... we have a can opener. That's the thing. We have a can opener in his multi-tool. <laughs> there is a reason we have that multi-tool. When the apocalypse happens... You I can will, open the can. I can open the cans, right? That's what I okay. keep saying. I'm like, okay. Fair point. Fair point. The thing is, like, you know, it, things are slow, slow moving in our business, as you know, that... We're all entitled to a little bit of luxury. Some person might like the handbag. Some people like the shoes. Some people like the coats or the, and and I got rid of all of my passion for clothes, went from like vintage to just nothing. I don't buy clothes anymore. It's just whatever I'm going to be able to roll up, fit in the suitcase and go. And so the candle to me is kind of the only little bit of luxury. And so that's that's why I feel like, you know, that 70 euro will last me six months, you know, and it's not like I'm saving it. I'm just. um, Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you said, everybody deserves. Yeah, (laughs) you win. She wins that. (laughs) Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The hair is lovely. The highlights are gorgeous. Mm, gorgeous. Oh, well, right. sure, listen, let's go back to the showbiz world. So yes. I have the highlights done for the show. I haven't had my highlights done for ages, years. Another thing I gave up the expense of, um, and certainly during pandemic times, that was gone because I was doing my own roots, as we all were for a while. Um, so, yeah, so I went in and I said, this is way too blocky now. I'm like one of those old ones that's too dark. Do you know that? Sure. You know, you're too dark at a certain age. It's not a good look. Yeah. So I said, that has to go break that up immediately. I said, <laughs> uh, I didn't went the lights. But sure, this is the lovely beauty of going in for the last three days. Lashes, lashes on, um... tan on, somebody to do my makeup, somebody to get the clothes for me, take them to the tailor, have them altered. And I think I probably get to keep them as well. Oh, lovely. even better. Yeah. These are yeah. the perks. These are the perks, aren't they? You, you deserve it, love. You do. Yeah, they're, they're real perks. 
Yeah. Well, it feels like it's a nice reward for having had so many other jobs go by the wayside during the pandemic. It was nice to yeah. come back to one that was had a budget and, you know, a few perks, as you yeah. say. A few perks. So yeah. tell me now, I, I want to ask you what your showbiz perks have been, because God knows we know all the lows and the pitfalls. But the nice things that have happened to you, can you remember? Were you gifted things? My perks, really, the majority of them were all... I worked in theatre for years, so... It, there's no perks in No the perks theater. in theatre. You know, the perks of theatre <laughs> is that you, you've got the job, aren't you delighted with yourself? You're so lucky, you get paid every week, and sure, you're just... That's the perk. Although we did get flowers. I mean, people put in... Oh, yeah, right? opening yes. night. Yes. Yeah. yes, you get flowers. But lots of perks um, when I worked in LA. The whole job was a big perk, because of um, the generosity. And they have people who actually deal with the buying of gifts. That's, a, that's a, somebody hired to There's buy somebody gifts. Hired to, to, and, um, and so when I was pregnant, they said, don't worry about the stroller, you know. And they that's gave lovely. me a wad of everything, everything we needed. It was, it was really incredible. And there was just so many things like that that made the job so rewarding and and they make you feel very appreciated and it, that was very hard to let go of as well because you know it's kind the of perks are going as well yeah kind of you give up a job like that you're giving up a lot aren't you, you give up it's just so much all oh, those lovely so perks. much like talks talk about throws and cushions and sofas like I had all of those things thanks to like those kind of hand-me-downs like it you was, didn't keep any of them. No, those were all the things Jesus, we saw. You really yeah. have Mary Condoed your life. Yeah. You're amazing. Eva, do you have any <laughs> land big? Um, I think when I was sort of at that stage in my career when I was um doing well. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> do you remember that when you were doing well? Um <laughs> and it's <laughs> coming like, around yeah, again. Yeah. It's coming yeah, around. It's coming yeah. around again. Um when there's sort of the I used to go to quite a lot of um premieres and film um what do you call them like awards things um and film awards, to get, film awards that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. um and I used to get you know you'd get dressed from there they'd send you dresses which is the dresses I always had to give back but you'd get shoes that you wouldn't send the shoes back because you've worn them so I had box I like I still have them up in the loft boxes and boxes of Jimmy Choo's like so many Jimmy Choo's <laughs> yeah. wow, Eva if you're not wearing those you should sell them I should probably sell them. Yeah, they don't wear them. I don't really wear high heels anymore. Well, that'll um, be, you said you were going to empty your loft when you're moving. So is that yeah, what you're going to find? My, yeah, yeah. Get them out and sell them. So that, that was one of the big perks. It's just like, wow, getting all these designer shoes. Yeah, that's yeah. lovely. There's a couple of pairs that I wore quite a few times, like to weddings and stuff like that. But I really don't wear high heels enough anymore. So I probably should, yeah. I probably should sell them. Um, size it's that you? funny thing. <laughs> I'm a five, love. Would you like some? <laughs> so much. Yeah. No, I can't wear heels. I can't wear heels anymore. No, no. Can't wear, Neither can I. No, I'm all about no. the comfort. I just find them far yeah. too uncomfortable. Too. They're so uncomfortable. How They're so you do uncomfortable. It? Oh, when you find a comfortable heel, buy them in every colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, isn't it ironic? You know, it's when you, you have, you know, no money and can do with the freebies and the perks they're not they don't to be come. seen they don't come. they don't come and it's when things are going great and you're getting paid and yeah. you know when you don't really need yeah. any freebies yeah that's when the that's that expression in. yeah that's that yeah. expression them that have get 
Yeah. That's, true. yeah, that's I love fabulous, it. though, Eva. Like a closet full of Jimmy shoes. Apparently, mm. they're very uncomfortable to wear. They're very uncomfortable, I have to say. And the Labutans, very... the same, because I've dreamed of those red heels. I used to be quite good in heels. I, used, I, I, I mean, I, I could, I could dance in them. I yeah, used to I dance, dance for a whole weekend, like yeah. off me face, like <laughs> wearing, like not being able to feel like, anything from the neck down. Nothing, like honestly. <laughs> when once the children arrive, you're running around so much, and you just you can't yeah. run around in a heel. Like no, you just can't. You can't. No, not with any speed. No, but then even now, when you're not, if, I, if you don't have to run after the kids, like say if you're going out of a weekend in the evening, I would still choose not to wear a heel. It's just, I just want to be comfortable all the yeah. time. Oh, I'm the same. I'm <laughs> I'd still like to think yeah. I can, you know, scrub up and look stylish, but I'll be wearing at the very most, you know, a, a small block heel on my sandal or something, but otherwise I'm just in flats. Yeah. Well, I have taken to putting a flip-flop in a bag. Definitely. Prepared. If, if, if a heel has to be worn, there's a flat in the bag. <laughs> I think that's the smart that's the smart way to live oh, bare no. feet walk on the pavements that's yeah. the walk of shame oh, like you can't be doing that we've all done that now when we've we were all done that and it's weddings are hard work now aren't they for this reason I haven't well I can't remember last time I was at a wedding yeah well yeah. I haven't been at one for years but imagine when I am at one yeah what do you wear <laughs> <laughs> well I do like I what can't dance wear? in heels all night you couldn't be in them and standing and dancing all night mm. when was the last time you danced because I think if I got onto a dance floor now Oh, I'd look you, like no offense to my mother, but I'd probably start. I, I don't know. I feel like I've lost my my mojo. Oh, I've like, totally. Do you think you could still mine. break out the moves like you used to break out the moves? I'm Sweetheart. not. To, yeah, I'm not. There was music to. last night when we were introduced onto the stage for this telly show. I had the young one, Lyra, who's about to be a huge pop star. You know, she's on her way. She's wonderful, and she was busting out the moves and twerking. I thought I better keep my distance from her. I better stand <laughs> right over there, and I couldn't even <laughs> attempt to do. It. I was afraid to move because I thought you've turned, you've gotten to that point where you're the <laughs> fucking mother at the wedding. I can't. Oh. Like honestly, the moves are like they were never amazing. Anyway, I was never a cool dancer. Never like I can move, but I was an Irish dancer, so my hands like they, they, you know, I could do anything with my feet. This is the weird <laughs> thing with me. I, I have got rhythm. I have got rhythm, and I could do anything just with my feet. But this, I was never the top great. half. Yeah, the top oh, half of my body's not dance. loose. Yeah. I used to yeah. dance. So I much still love, love to. When, yeah. when the drink, I'd is have on. to be drunk. I'd have to be drunk. The same with singing. If I'm drunk, I'll sing and dance in my heart's yeah. content. Well, sure, that's what we need, and that's what yeah. we'll have. Yeah, I wouldn't get onto <laughs> a dance floor sober now. I'd be no. Yeah. Oh. I do. I do, and I have done, and I will do. I dance here. Well, the... You're an amazing dancer. But during the week, I can't. Like, I can't not dance during the. Like, I dance in the kitchen. I dance on Fun Friday with Ellie. He just. Oh, he's do you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I have. I put I the know, lights she's on. She's a phenomenal dancer. Oh, I love yeah, it. Oh, she's like, brilliant dancer. You've got the moves. I just love it, though. I can't not. Like it's so much part of my. I don't life. actually know how you weren't a dancer professionally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, but you have awesome. a dancer's body. Everything about you says to me, dancer. You look like a ballerina. You do. Like, don't undermine yourself, Mrs. I saw you on that show, so don't be thinking that you're not that great. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal dancer, and like you, there is you were incredible in that. Well, incredible. I I don't. I think there was a few dances that I did really well, like maybe three out of the whole thing. That where I I did very well. Like I did. I can dance. Like the I told you. Like I had 
the most, the biggest thing about dance is have you got rhythm, number one. So some people arrive in that show and you can see that they don't have rhythm and it's a struggle. So that's like the real basics. Okay, so I have that. And I'll be, I was a champion Irish dancer when I was a kid. So I, I can move my feet fast. But for me, doing those moves with my arms was torture. I mean, this is what I was used to, you know, just move my feet. But anyway, look, I did do well, but I was broken woman. Yeah, you know, I told you these, sto- I told you, I didn't I, the state yeah. I was in. Did I tell you, Eva? Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't repeat myself then, but by, <laughs> at the end, I mean, <laughs> the point was, I turned 50 on the day of the final. And like the others, the young ones around me were, they were fine. They were well able. I was having, I told you, injections into my ribs. I had injections into my calves. Yeah, yeah. Physiotherapy was held together with sellotape. But yeah, no, I, I, it was grueling, grueling. I was broken. And by the very end, like, because obviously it got harder as you went along. So when I started, I was sort of, I had a bit of confidence and I thought, I think I could do okay in this. And then as it went along, they push you harder and harder and harder to do more and more. And so there's lifts and you've been thrown in the air and I'm 49, about to be 50. And like when they catch you, when you do a lift in the air and they do to be catched, if you hit your ribs, which you do, you can't breathe. Not like you can't bear to do it again. So they go, no, we have to do it again. You go, oh, no, no, I, I can't. Like I've bruised my ribs. I can't breathe. Well, you're just going to have to breathe through it and you have to do it sort of thing. It's insane. And, and you kind of do, you're just under so much pressure to deliver that you sort of, you go there, you know. But I have to say for me, I, I was so far out of my comfort zone that I found the whole experience a kind of exhilarating and traumatizing somewhere in between those two things. Have you ever felt that emotion? It's like, I I could do this. Oh no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I was really, I really struggled. And you know, ironically, the thing that I struggled the most with was the facial expressions, giving the emotion on my face. And that's weird because my background is being an actor. And for some reason, I couldn't marry the two within this art form giving the emotion on my face. And when I try to do it for you now, I can do it with ease. In other words, if I was an actor playing a dancer, I could do it. I could do all of that. But being the dancer, I couldn't. I struggled. It was a weird block, mental block that I couldn't shift. It was one of the weirdest. So what was your face doing? But I think what it was is that I had this fear. (laughs) Maybe it's that I have this deep... What did you say? Grimacing. I can just imagine going, oh. Well, the dreadful thing is as well is you have to watch yourself back. They make you watch it back. So when you do the dress rehearsal the day before, they will make you look at it back. And you think that you're good. And when you watch yourself back, I can tell you that is some big come down. You go, oh, my God, I am fucking dreadful. I am dreadful. I thought I was great. I thought that looked great, that twirl. And you just realize it's it's nothing. So you, you've got to find your comfort zone somewhere in it. And it took me ages to get there. I think I kind of did. You did. Towards you the end. Did. You did. You were incredible. Those last I, routines were extraordinary. I remember like my favorite two like was the Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. That um, was very within my comfort zone, right? Sure. Because that was old Hollywood. Um, not a lot of 
sort of jazzy hands. I kind of was able to go into that zone yeah, pretty that was, easily. That was gorgeous. And also, of course, and that this is where you did bring your acting skills into play was the um, cranberries. Okay, that was my yeah. favorite. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. Like it was just so moving. I was in tears. I think everyone was in tears, but it was, I mean, not simply because Dolores had just passed away, but it was your interpretation of it. You could see that you were so present and, and that was very moving. And it was beautiful. The dance itself was incredible. But well, you know what? That the reason that was my favorite was that that was contemporary dance, which yeah. is much closer to what we do, right? Yeah. They, it's much closer to being an actor. Like we've all done a certain amount of body work. You know, we yeah. have to move and um, expressing yourself with that. I found like, okay, I I can do. I know how to do this. This is just yeah. a kind of a dramatization on the floor. I think I can do that. The others are a, an absolute discipline, like ballroom yeah. and. Latin dance is so difficult, as you know, Eva, from trying to do the bit of rumba or whatever. It's just so bloody hard. Cuba. Yeah. I didn't tell you who I got to dance with because the reason why we're doing this film was the one of the other leads in the film was Carlos Acosta. Do you know who Carlos Acosta is? I do know that name. Yes, I do. A really famous ballerina because he was the first um, Cuban male ballerina ever. Now, can um, I just stop you and ask you what film you're talking about? It was called Day of the Flowers. Okay. Mediocre um, film, but I did uh, get to dance with a, a you know, world-class ballerina and he was doing, I, I wasn't doing ballet with him. He was, but we, we, we did, um, we did some sort of dance moves in a nightclub. Um, my character, fortunately, was an, an atrocious dancer because he, I consider myself a mediocre you know, I, I can I have rhythm, but when you're paired with somebody as you know, D, who is exceptional at what they do, you just look like a complete moron. <laughs> what kind of dance did you do with them? It was kind of Cuban dancing, I suppose. And he, oh he sort of improvised and taught taught me a few steps. And there was a live band and we did like a bit of a but my like like I say, my my character is just basically he just like whips me around the dance floor when I'm desperately trying to keep up. So I'm supposed to look like I'm really, really out of my depth, but I really was out of my depth. Yeah, um, so that was easy. Yeah, so <laughs> he was in all this sexy, you know, um, gyrating moves and... Isn't it amazing what they can do with you? Like they can literally throw oh, you around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there yeah. were times that John just threw me around. I was his plaything that he just, just like twisted around, threw up in the air and did that, like a spinning top. I'm doing this to you now and I'm doing that to you. And then I'm lifting you and then I'm spinning you. And I was like, okay, John, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know which way up or around you are. Yeah. But, but did you find it a little bit humiliating? Did you, did you feel? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I, I looked like just a bit like an old cloth in his hand. <laughs> he was like shaking around the room. I was like a rag. I was just, I couldn't keep up. It was, and it would work perfectly for the for the scene but I I just it's yeah you feel like in a, a bit of an outlet. it's not a nice feeling though sure it's not, it's like, not. I felt quite humiliated at times doing the dancing and I guess that comes from for us right going on stage not doing something you're good at in front of people is like my idea of hell on earth is like yeah. none of us would go on stage or put ourselves on film without being prepared. And we're, we're good. Like we know what we're doing. It's our profession. So to suddenly be landed in a dance show. Now, I put myself in that position, but I didn't. What I didn't expect was to feel 
so far out of my comfort zone that I was like mortified. And I, I guess what I didn't take into account was that there would be a new dance every single week. So as soon as you perfected one, you are back at scratch for the next. And I am very glad I did it. It gave me mm. a lot. You know, I just have to say mm. in case, you know, there are people who are part of that show, you know, I don't want it to sound like it was an entirely negative experience. It wasn't. There were some wonderful things within sure. it and it served me very well. It really helped me to go on mm. tour and do what I do well. Mm. Uh, it, it, ha- it was great. Um, sure. But Jesus, what a roller But it's also what makes for, for really exciting, but it makes for really exciting television, doesn't it? Because the audience at home also know that, that those people are out of their comfort zone and it's live telly and yeah. they're feeding off that pressure and exhilaration that's what makes for good telly did you see your family much during those 12 weeks and thinking like well, all the hours that were spent oh, in the studios yeah no that's what i was going to tell you that that, that my green the naivety because what they say in the, your contract is you must spend four hours a day in training and dancing. This is just so funny because like I thought naively, do you know what I'll do? I'll dance in the morning. I'll go in and I'll do my four hours in the morning and then I'll go home and I'll write because I was writing my next stand-up show. So I'll go home and I'll write for the afternoon hours. Like that, that was knocked on the head very fast because I achieved nothing in four hours, literally nothing. And it was like, yeah, no, four hours won't, won't work. Look. So I like I did the first week where I did like four hours for the first dance. And you know, we, we had three weeks of rehearsal before the live show. So in the first week I did four hours. That was like, OK, forget it. So I went to John. I, I said, OK, so four hours is clearly not going to work. And John said, no, you need to do minimum six. So I moved to six fairly, very quickly. And by week three, I was doing eight. And by the end, I was doing eight to 10 hours. By, by the time I got to semi-final, final, I was doing eight to 10 hours a day. And we were dancing seven days a week. And on wow. show days, I like on rehearsal days and show days, you did the dance at full pelt three times in that day because they needed a technical rehearsal for the cameras. They needed a dress rehearsal for the producers. And you were expected to give it. Now, John would sort of say to me, look, you can hold back on your energy. Don't give it full throttle. But actually, you can't give it full, not give it full throttle because there's lifts and momentum. And if you don't do it, you could kind of hurt yourself. So I, I was broken. I can't tell you. I I couldn't move. I crawled into my bed. So to answer your question about family, I by the halfway mark, by week six, so there was 12 weeks in total, by week six up to 12, I saw very little of them. So I'd see them. I'd kind of do this, try to do the school run. So I'd do the morning. So I would get breakfast and make their lunches and see them in the morning and make sure I got them out the door. Um, but very often they were gone to bed by the time I got back. But most before the end, I tried to get back for dinner. Like I tried to get back for seven, but that that just went. Once we got to eight week, eight, nine, ten, they they was gone. I didn't they didn't see me. They just mm-hmm. they just saw me in the morning. Yeah. But what was good though was they knew what I was doing and they were watching me on the telly that Sunday night. Sure, so it wasn't like being off filming. Yeah, the reward was they knew what I was doing. Holly came to the show every Sunday. She was hooked and she loved coming to the studio and watching. She was there every week. And then Dan watched it on the telly with Steve and was live. So like, yeah. They knew they were watching me live. Do you know what I mean? They were very involved in their way. Yeah. And and in a way, they got immediate gratification for the many hours that you were not with them during the week. This is what I have been doing. 
Yeah, but also totally yes they could see what I was working towards but the other thing was they were both in primary school and everyone in their class was watching Watching so the the whole school was voting for me like the whole I mean the show is massive it's a massive family show Mm. so absolutely everybody was watching it I've never really experienced that before you know I mean I've been used to doing stuff and being in the public eye for years but this was on a whole other level like it was just wild Um, but I'll tell you about I'll finish by telling you about the final (laughs) I woke up on the day of the final turned 50 that day and I couldn't move in the bed right I I I was like I can only imagine like a car crash victim or any bad accident where you just can't move I was so stiff every muscle ached so badly that I just went I can't okay okay I actually don't think I can get out of bed I actually can't move. I was trying to like lift my leg to get out of the bed. And Steve was beside me now. And as you both know, Steve had come through at this stage, by the way, when I started this job, Steve was just through all of his cancer treatment. He had just come to the end of it. So he wasn't in, he was recovered. He wasn't having any treatment. And he was for that time, as we knew, thought clear. But he wasn't back at full health mm. he wasn't back at full strength like and he was doing it all My, he was minding the kids he wasn't doing any major work but we were renovating our new house which he was across oh, jesus god love him when i think when i think of it because we were meant to do that together but instead i was going sorry i have to do a samba i i, I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. do you want to choose these tiles i mean this house that i'm living in literally when I moved into it, I went, who picked those tiles? And Steve would go, you did. You were doing a tango that week. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the metro tile, white. Uh, paint, yeah, white. Paint everything white. Paint everything white. <laughs> we'll add oh. colour later. Just white. Antique white, not bright white. And the metro tile. That'll be fine. And now I look at things and I go, fuck. Why the- I want to put different fucking tiles in the bathroom. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm backing on the not moving bit in the bed. I said, Steve, I cannot move and I said to him jokingly I was said have you got any have you got any of those drugs left what drugs have you got left from the dark days because he would have had a few drugs uppers and downers and all the rest of it <laughs> so he went to the drawer at the side of the bed and said I have a few uh, diazepams which will knock you out and uh, oxy this and oxy that um, there's a few steroids here at which point I thought steroids that's what I need and I was doing <laughs> me, me, uh, me final dance was to make me show the show dance as they call it I was dancing to Robbie Williams let me entertain you and I thought now Robbie would have been very prone to a steroid in his time <laughs> so this could be very fitting this could be very fitting so Steve gave me two steroids and I took one in the morning and I took one in the late afternoon and that is how I got through that final on steroids that's what it took (laughs) and I'll tell you something the day after that final I did not move out of my bed for four days broken broken woman I was uh twice the combined ages of my fellow finalists (laughs) Jake was 19 and Anna was 28, I think, or something like two, my two, my two fellow finalists. And they were fine and they were loving life. I mean, Anna's an athlete. She's a pro camogie player, athlete, fit as you can't believe. And Jake is 19 and in the gym every day. 
yeah. and Morgan's <laughs> was on steroids. <laughs> but but that, didn't you do great to get as far as you did in this yeah. show? I mean, extraordinary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And listen, you know what? Like you won't you wouldn't go into a thing if you didn't. I wouldn't have gone into it if I didn't think it was going to oh, not make a show of myself. I was oh. but I wasn't thinking final, but probably subconsciously I was. I was thinking sort of quarterfinals, semi-finals would be respectable and anything less than that wouldn't be respectable. It was probably mm-hmm. what I was thinking. So I did sure. push myself a fair bit. So there you go. So when you're asked, you you know you now know what it's like. <laughs> I have no doubt you'll be asked. At some no, point. not at all. Um, we'll just say no. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode which was called Oh Dubar if you're a new listener welcome and if you've been listening to us for a while thank you for sticking around thank you to all of you that have left us a review and some five star ratings and to all our new listeners if you haven't done so already please follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple it doesn't cost a thing and it really really helps keep our show going this podcast is powered by the Acast Creator Network 